This episode of the B3 Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. <laughs> Todd's got naked wings tonight. Naked Those bucket. hot or medium? Hot. Hot? Oh, okay. Dico went back to the bourbon sriracha. Went to the old Side, Sidewinders and a decent sized bowl of ranch. You know, they should probably serve to go out a window. Well, you come, I guess no, you I know, but I mean, like, you know, you pull up, order your wings, and Go. I got you. Got a special guest with us tonight. Far Eve principal, former Lagodi Lion, former USI Screaming Eagle, Mr. Jeff Doyle. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we, we don't do a lot of fanfare now. The whole idea is that you walk up on four idiots in a sports bar and you just <laughs> you hear what you hear. So good to have you, Jeff. We're, uh, we're, we're in the midst of, of sectional 63 that we've, we've talked about forever and ever, and uh, I feel like we saw the rise of Uber or Amazon or something like that. We have a disruptor in our midst. A corporate raider. That's right. Like, like uh, in Yellowstone. Yep, yep, you're exactly right. You know. I, uh, after five minutes, six minutes, I was planning on my halftime exit. I was going to go home, catch the second half of the Purdue game. And then whammo. Jeff, what do you think? You know, I, I, I gave Orleans a, uh, a puncher's chance going into it. I just I knew they'd played them, you know, fairly close. I'd heard, you know, it was like a 10-point game. 10-point game, yep. And, um, and just seeing what they did Friday night against Brownstown, only losing four points there to a Brownstown team that's uh, obviously a very good team, high-scoring team. Uh, so that told me right there that Orleans had been playing well, but then to see the start of the game and get down 12 nothing, I didn't think they would have the firepower to come back. Yeah. Uh, and Lagodi just looked like they were really clicking on defense. They were speeding them up, turning them over, and just everything was going well. And uh, Coach Bradley, you know, he took two quick timeouts. Two quick time, yep. and, and I think he, he did a great job of settling his troops down, you know, because – the one thing you forget about this Orleans team, they're very young. Yeah. So you have some kids that that, are, that haven't been in that situation. So he did a good job. And the kids responded to it. You know, it had been very easy for them to be like, gosh, we're playing. You know, last year we played these guys in the sectional on Friday night in the semifinals and they kind of put it to us. Uh, kind of the same thing's happening. Uh, but they, they were just very resilient. And, you know, even you when know, they got it to – Four there late in the first half, and then Bledsoe hits a deep three to make yep. it seven, and then Lagodi hits a three coming, uh, gets a three-point play to start that half, second half, up ten. So I just, I would just say very resilient yeah, for Orleans. Absolutely, and and we'll, we'll talk. I'm, I'm good for just a second. Um, we'll talk about that three-pointer because I got thoughts on it too. But I, I kind of kept some notes during the game, just, you know, kind of getting ready for the show. And, and my first note says, Lagodi's more athletic than when I saw them earlier in the year. And I've got hands everywhere. There was a hand in every passing lane. They were throwing chest passes last night, Lagodi was, in, in the first quarter at Nolan Ryan's speed. I mean, the ball was zipping around. 
And at that point, when I said, I'm playing in my halftime exit, it looked like it was over. And like you said, very well-managed game. Couple quick timeouts. But uh, I, I didn't – you just – you couldn't hardly imagine the way the things were going to change. And we'll talk about how a goatee changed. But, Deco, I texted you yesterday afternoon. I said, I got a strange feeling because I looked – like I said, I looked down – uh, Orleans' last seven, eight ball games. Look at Lagoti. Then I saw, you know, this was only a ten-point game, and and uh, I was right. Yeah, you were right. Um, I'm not right often, so I want to brag about it when I am. No, and and sometimes you see things, and 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 I know it was probably a typo from what I from when I saw it. But our friend Marty Ledbetter from the podcast just a couple weeks ago, his tweet. You would have to go back and read it, but it but it basically said. You know, game two getting ready to start, Lagodi about to take care of Orleans. Right. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing. You'll have to read it exactly. But, you know, just over the years, and, you know, Jeff and I have talked with, uh, 20 years doing this on the education side, you see things like that sometimes and you go, man, I don't know. And there was um, a little thing, Georgetown Villanova, when the entire world was picking Georgetown. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, Tom Bradley's a, I mean, he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame when he's done, and he's got a lot of years left. Orleans is young. I will say this with an IHSAA member at our board of directors member at our table. They're in completely the wrong sectional. And uh, especially, <laughs> yeah, no, they look great last especially night. Especially when Reve like drives past no, us, right? But I just, I feel, you know, it was a, it was a whole different year, and they're young, Oof. and they're, and they're going to get better and better and better. Todd, just your initial before we really dive in, but you were sitting up in the crow's nest overlooking the whole thing. What did you see? 3-2-1. Three, 3-2-1 two, one. Three, two, one is Lagodi had to win, had to be perfect for three games. Okay. Barry's got to be perfect for two games. Nortave's only had to be perfect for one. The odds of being perfect three times in a row against that kind of competition. Sure. You know, you're going to have a game where you're not at your best, and and, and that's what happened in the last – 12, 14 minutes right. of that game? Yeah. Well, it, and, and, and I think we all have said it at different times, that draw was really, really important. Yep. And, and you know, it just so happened the team that got the toughest draw also got the first exit. Well, and, and you know, listening to Coach Haywood talk on the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll say it's the, the WXYZ station the other night about their preparation. You know, they, they basically, it almost went to a, like a two-a-day strategy. They, you know, coming in for shoot-arounds and film in the mornings. They've been practicing in the afternoon. Like anybody thinks, oh, Ligoti, they overlooked them and they were, you know, took that. They did not. And and yeah. that started right on top with, with, with Ryan. But, you know, a lot of times I, I just think sometimes we forget how fast young teams can arrive. Right. And, and Orleans, they're here. That's, and, that's and I, not a moment you – typically see someone arrive but yeah and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i said one two three last time this time i'm saying it's it's the starbucks at canseco factor hagan nepp could have got a starbucks at canseco last year he knows what it likes to means to be there right he's an experienced kid the barry kids uh are getting the same hotel rooms you, you know what i mean we've we've booked no hotel rooms Todd. okay but nevertheless it's one of those things where they've been there and they've been there and they've been there as little kids. Right. And they've been there as um, last night. And I'll tell you what, it was Jalen Mullen that said he, he said we, before the game, he said, uh, we've never, I've never won a sectional game. 
Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And, and, you know, ahead, and, and well, that's, yeah. And what I would go into too is this is a Goatee team that was dealing with um, some health problems, you know, and, uh, you know, they had to do a, a lineup change. And, right. you know, they found a lineup about halfway through the year that was really clicking for them. And, uh, you know, with Isaac Eagle in there and the, the Jeffers kid running the point guard, and then both of those kids had some health issues the last yeah. couple of weeks. And You, you know, could Coach tell H- Eagle wasn't healthy. Yeah, and, and Coach Haywood had, yeah, to, he, he had to make – he had to shuffle his lineup, right, rightfully so. Right. And those guys are coming off the bench, and just that can affect the chemistry. And I think, you know, at first it, everything was good, but then as the game wore on and it got a little bit closer – Maybe just they just weren't quite in sync like they were, and you could see uh, in talking to some people at Lagodi, their North Knox game. You know, the Eagle kid did not play. That's a game they're down at halftime. And talking to some people, they didn't feel like they were clicking that game. So they were coming in not clicking on all <laughs> cylinders. They were when they played well. They were they're they're alone. Right. They just couldn't sustain it the whole well, night. And and hearing you know th- this isn't Josh who's sitting over our shoulder, but. You know, Brent Dalrymple said one time to me, he's like, you know, all, all of these sectional 63 games, and I mean, there's been very rarely a sectional, a tournament where, you know, something where there's not an, <laughs> an issue, I guess you could say. But it's almost always going to turn into a half-court game yeah. at some point. At some point, right. And, and the team that executes better ends up winning. And what ended up happening is, is Orleans played a good enough second quarter and they got that into a possession-by-a-possession possession game, and everybody could say, oh, well, Hall's never going to shoot like that again. Well, if you go back and you look today at the shots that he took, because guess what? Unlike a lot of people, I rewatched the game today. Yeah. And and it's not like he was shooting step back, fade away, you know, he was scoring in the offense. Yeah, did, did he make some tougher shots? Yeah, but it was never a one-on-one. It was never a... Uh, you know, he, he, he was in, in, in kind of the flow of the offense. And, and when Coach Bradley kind of got that thing into a half-court deal, they just kind of grinded him and grinded him and got it. Yeah, yeah. and then that goes to uh, Lagodi with Luke Nante battling foul trouble last yeah. night. You know, he's a big offensive component he for went them. Out. He went out with, what, four minutes ago? Uh, I've got it in my notes, I believe. Yeah, it was three, yeah, right at four, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, they bring him back, but, you know, he never got going offensively. Like, you know, at the beginning of the game, he was driving, he was dishing. He just didn't get going offensively, and that happens when you get in foul trouble, and then you become more dependent on Bloodsoe. Right. And yep. which he can put up the numbers, but you still need some other guys to step up and take shots, and they're – uh, they they just weren't getting though they just weren't either taking the shots or getting the looks that they they wanted. Whereas Orleans is running a motion offense where they're just you don't know what what's coming. You know they yeah. they just they they're reading the picks, reading the screens, and then they got Hall into shots that he can make. You know that that pull up mid range that's his game. Yeah, and he, and that wasn't just an anomaly. He could do that again. Yeah. yeah. You guys have probably seen as much high school basketball as any three guys I could ever sit at a table with. Have you ever seen a team change more from the beginning of a game to the end of a game? I mean, like I said, you know, it, 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 we started off this show. That first quarter, I, I, they were as crisp as you're going to see a basketball team. By the end, they're desperately trying to hand the ball to Peyton Bledsoe. How about 2005? Uh, yeah, Albert and I were reminiscing on it. I thought it was 19 nothing. Paris lead 15 on 15 No, I think it was more than that. No, it wasn't. We're going to have to check this Well, out. here's where I'm going to go. You said 19, he said 15, and Albert said 17, so I'm going to go with that. 15. 
Never was it twenty one to two though, I believe? No. It was never twenty one to two. It was it was uh, twenty three to thirteen at halftime. No, not at halftime. Yes, it was. No, no, but I'm saying it was never 21 to 2. That that never happened. Well, and I, I think it becomes confidence, too. Lagota gets out to that big start. They're up 12. And, you know, it's 7 into the uh, going in at halftime. It's 10. And then it starts going down. And as, as a player, you're thinking, gosh, we should be up more than this. And as, as you go, then you kind of lose that confidence. And you see that time ticking away. It's like, gosh, I wish we were up more. And I can think back uh, – when I was at North Davies, I believe it was 08, we played a very good Bar Eve team, but we came out on fire. Got up 10, 12 points. We were hitting everything. And, you know, that was like first quarter. And then the second quarter, Bar Eve just starts nailing threes. And by halftime, we're, it's either tied or we're right, down two. Right. And then we're just kind of – We gave them everything we had. Yeah. 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 And it's like – and it's and it's tied. And then you start playing a little bit tight. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you, don't, you don't trust yourself because – in the tournament, it's everything's so final. I mean, it's 32 minutes, and at, in the 32 minutes, you may be done. You, you know, it's not a three-game series, best of five, best of seven. It's whoever plays the best that night. I think, I think, you know, best of five, Goody wins four times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. If they play, were to play five times, yeah, Goody would win four. Yeah, and and you know, Arvin was getting tons of looks, and like you said, Nante's driving the ball, dishing out Arvin. But I, I turned to my son at one point, and I'm like, he's hesitating just a little bit. Did you notice that? I mean, you're a big man. And and I'm like, I'm not sure why. He's, he was almost where he was sometimes even almost looking to fake and pass instead of just go up strong. And and that that hesitation seemed to kind of spread throughout the entire team. Yeah, it, it, it did seem early in the game he was going quicker. He, yeah. he just had more confidence. And, and But a lot of his points were coming on putbacks. And yep. it seems like yep. he's more comfortable going to the boards Putting it, you know, putting a put back up because he was very active in that first half. And there's a couple times he missed a couple point blank shots, but he stayed with it. He stayed with it, right? And he eventually put it put it in. But he had a. I was. I, I rewatched a little bit of the game today, and the beginning of the fourth quarter, Lagodi, the first play they did went into Parker Arvin, and he made a turnaround shot. But then I think that was it. I don't think he scored again after right. that point. I, we yeah. were we were talking earlier. I, I'm not sure, and I'd have to go back and look at it. Did anyone but Bledsoe take a shot in the fourth quarter? I had a student. I had a student today who said that they did not think that in the fourth quarter or overtime right. that anybody took a shot. Besides, yeah, I, they besides, did. They. It, it was a two-point lead for Orleans. I mean, for Lagodi. Lagodi steals the ball. The Whitworth kid comes down. Okay. Yep. Shoots a contested okay. right. layup, right. and you know, you could maybe he did get fouled. You know, they kind of talked on the radio. They thought he got fouled. But also at the same time, maybe you pull it back out. In which, if you if you got a two on one, you're up two points, and you're just shooting the bonus. I mean, you missed the shot. Yeah. You know, I think you got. I, I think he made the decision. You you got to attack the basket there. He just didn't get the call. And technically, there was another shot attempt. Uh, Isaac Eagle got the rebound on the on the Bledsoe potential yep. game winner, and he did get fouled. He got hammered and that's our old buddy mark holt tweeted not long ago if it's a foul in the first quarter it's a foul in the yep. fourth quarter and right. he got tackled and that's just one of those swallow yep. the whistle kind of things in essence Lagodi lost it's time to move on in orleans and i think that that game will come down to barry has a ton of experience you, you and and you know that one moves on to barry's and, and now i will say this your cougars um they're gonna not 
they're, they're not going to lose the Shoals, period. No. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But they are going to know they, that they are going to be black and blue and bruised on Saturday morning. Let's talk about that after we hear from our friend Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. One agent for all your insurance, insurance needs. They're there at 304 JFK Avenue. Their phone number, of course, you know what you hear this show every week. You have, ought to have it memorized by now. It's 295-3129. Auto Home Life Business Annuities Farm. They've got health plans for individuals and families and Medicare supplement plans. Deco, they got it all, don't they? I know because he's my insurance agent. He is. Dental, vision, whatever else you want. I'm all sure of the above. Ask, it. ask Amber DeCourcy. And he's backed by experience, expertise, and passion. Speaking of passion, Cindy put passion into those wings tonight. Oh, didn't last <laughs> did she good. really? The Todd father and I, it was like a Viking pillage and plunder <laughs> over here. Not a Bari Viking. Like, we're going into Greenland, Todd. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knocking on wood and stop beating around the bush. Give him a call. You were talking about black and blue. That was another thing. Orleans beat the living shit out of Lagodi last night. There was not a, a cut to the ball. There was not anything where there wasn't a hand, an elbow, a knee. They were beating on them. No, and, and that's, that's what's going to happen Friday night. Exactly. I mean, you're, uh, and, you know, Mike talked about Coach Bradley being well coached, but not only are they well coached, but they're a young team, a talented team. They're just not real, real tall. So right. sometimes you look out, well, you're just not that impressed, but they're a good team. My and first That was my first thing I said as Liv and Sam and I were sitting there. I'm like, God, they're little. You know, you look at them compared to mm -hmm. Lagodi, who's a good-sized team, both in height and just broadness. And, and there's so many guys on that team that can beat you. And, and if you didn't know this, you know, we talked about the Brownstown game where, you know, they stayed within four points. Well, they had a guy that hit five threes in that game that was Crocker Ryland. He didn't play last night. He had the flu. So that Orleans team that played last night, they're going to be even better well, Friday and, night. And, and I'm on a text thread with, with these two guys. Um, I, you guys said that, and so my question to you was, then how in the hell did Barry blow him out of the gym well, in and, December? And, and that's where I think a lot of you know, the size advantage became an issue. I think we shot it really well that night. Um, and – Quite frankly, and, and talking to Josh on the coaches show before this, a lot of those those freshmen and sophomores that are playing varsity, they've now got more reps than a lot of seniors who are playing in the sectional because Coach Bradley's just thrown them in and said, dude, you're going to play 32 minutes and, and you're going. Wherever the Bizarro uh, B3 podcast is in Orleans, they're probably talking about Braden Nepp. Braden Nepp. Could easily have five, you know what I right, mean? Or something right, right. like that. And that and, and well, I'm going to say what Deco said you shouldn't say. A kid ain't shooting like that Friday night. He's just not going to. No. But I'll go back to what Mike was saying about, you know, Orleans improving the young guys. And I think Coach Thompson said he felt like the Vikings had the most room to improve out of all the sectional teams. But I think. I think maybe he was talking about North Davies right, and, and North Davies, Davies, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, because they had more guys, and we had more new guys that were going to work in the system. I think Orleans yeah. fits that bill where right. they're, they're a totally different team right now than what they were earlier in the year. And if and I know our coaching staff will get that point across to our guys that, yeah. that what happened 
back in early December is not going to happen Friday night. This, and like you said, there is absolutely, and, and if anybody is saying it out there, the little bit that I've got to know Ryan Haywood, he was not <laughs> overlooking or- Orleans. No. So anybody saying that, can you're just being silly. But this is a, if there ever needed to be, or whether there needed to be, what a wake-up call for his squad. Yeah. I'm pointing at Josh Thompson because – they they're in no chance. Well, no. And, and after this happened last night, you know, Jeff and I, we we the one great thing is even as you get older, you you still get amped about a sectional, and to get text messages from Jeff Doyle post ten o'clock on a weeknight, <laughs> That's a big deal. it is basically like the great white whale. Like it is, you know, you never see it. And uh, you know, Jeff and I, we we texted till nearly eleven o'clock last night, and 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 not just about that game, but about the week, and and just you know different things. And, uh, you, you, you know, one of the things that we talked about was that is is this is a, I don't know, what, what were we saying, Jeffrey? Well, just, what, what I equate it to as far as, like, if you're a bar eve, I mean, everybody was talking about the bar eve will go to matchup. And yeah. then you, you go there last night, and naturally, and I don't know who our kids were rooting for, but I can share a story. In 1989, we yeah. played bar eve in the Friday semifinal, the first game. Uh, we beat them 15, 16 points. Yeah. The Hatchets played the Cardinals in the at nightcap. Uh, we felt the Hatchets were by far the superior team. We were rooting to play Washington Catholic. We left at halftime. And it was, you know, Washington was up a few points. We listed on the way home, and Washington Catholic's coming back, coming back. Catholic wins it. We're like, yes, we, we get to play Washington Catholic. You know, we only beat them by probably five or six points during the season. Right, but we're, right. Well, we got we got our yeah. butt kicked the next night, yeah. and you know you gotta wa- you gotta watch what you wish for because you know if you're sitting there, and our kids if they were thinking oh gosh yeah, we don't have to play Lagodi now we, we get to play Orleans we, you better watch what you wish for so they they've got to get locked in if they do not they'll go home just like Lagodi went home last night. I will be the one, Barry by twelve. There's too much experience. <laughs> they got an Indiana Junior All Star. Uh, you know what I mean? Caden is, is a heck of a is a heck of a basketball player. I think Braden Nepp could have a big night. I think Cam Madison uh, had a, had a nice end of the season as well. I mean, this is just a team that that I think will be better by ten points. Now I'm not going to say a word about the about a uh, North Davies Lagodi. I mean a North Davies Barry game. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that like I said, I think that Orleans would if listen if Orleans. Beach Bar Reeve, they deserve to win that sectional. They deserve yep. to knock oh, off four, three, and two. Well, and that, but going back to Jeff's point, and that's where he's just like, you know, hey, whatever you hear our kids talk about today, you know, kind of be the front line of defense. Like, tell them the story from 1989. I know they don't care, but, you know, this has happened over and over again. And, and Once in a I, while, I, you need to shut up and listen. Shut right? up and listen. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, our kids today, and I told Josh this tonight, and I told Jeff this at lunch today, is, you know, Hagen – 21 points a game he came in and he just said we got to be ready because they can give it to us and if we don't if we're not careful you know we'll be next and so anybody that thinks oh there was this we're giggling and our rival got beat no it 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 did not happen like that at all i mean no and i don't think that'll be the case either i will say Uh, this i i where i was sitting and, and and they stayed the entire time and watched the entire game and i saw no kid taking it anything but seriously and watching it. I, and I, I almost want to ask Josh, of course he wouldn't tell me right now, but uh, maybe next week uh, he'll tell us. I watched him 
tapped Cam Madison on the shoulder, and he was he was drawing out something with his hands. He he found something that he liked, and it's remind me of that next week. I want to find out yeah. what he yeah. what he was saying to Cam um, Madison on on the, on the sidelines. But I'm gonna top Todd. I don't I, listen. You know, take this. This is just some idiot fan that, that happens to have, have uh, the money to buy a few microphones. This is <laughs> th- this is going to be a blowout, and and, and, and r- mark well, my words, they're going to blow. Blowout is the right word, I, because like I said, this is a good basketball team. No, I don't think they're bad. I, I, I don't think they're good. Teams get blown out, right? Yeah. But I don't think that, like I said, they are four, three, two good right now. And if they are. And listen, if you're a Bari player, and I know a lot of them listen to this podcast, do. you you don't listen to me. You listen to the big fella. But that's my prediction. Okay. All right. We're going to North Davies now? Well, I, I, Brino's got the format. Uh, well, uh, the format's gone. Yeah, we're, <laughs> you we're, threw it out the window? Yeah, we get to – after the first Travis Brett commercial, it's just come what may. At yeah, that point. it's like a it's like Or a do we pit. want to do Todd's hockey minute now? Yeah, and we're Todd's baseball strike minute. Oh, we're, okay. oh, we're switching – See now the format. You only get one minute. You you get a hockey or a baseball. Which one is that? Yeah, is that replacing hockey or in addition to? Let me just jump to North Davies. (laughs) One of the things I was guess it's a hockey minute with with last night was yes, North Davies blew them out by fifty points. Right, as expected. Same way Barreve did. Same way Lagodi did. they did it in a little different way. I and I'm glad you're bringing this up because I wanted to see what was going to happen. Because they we knew played a North Davies kind of game. 14 points from Jalen, 14 points from Wilson. Everybody was kind of in. They didn't have somebody knock down eight three pointers. They didn't have somebody knock down ten three pointers. It wasn't a scrimmage. You know what I mean? Right. They approached it like like a basketball game. And I, right. th- I thought they played. They, they, that's what they did. They did a pretty good job of playing North Davies basketball. Prepare for another game, which is Shoals, which is like I said, that's a game I want to would want to play the least, only because they got to get up ice up Saturday morning before a championship. Yeah, I think, and if the Shoals boys play like we watch the Shoals girls play, um, they need they need to get ice ice baths ready. Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna feel it when you're done. There's no doubt. They are. It's not dirty, but it is physical. It yeah. is tough, and. Um, and those kids from from Shoals are they're, they're they're coming to give themselves a chance to win tomorrow night. I thought uh, you talked about North Davis playing against WC, who you know the WC kids played they they play hard they they do their best and and I and I thought it was it was good to see those kids play until the end of the game and go. But I thought North Davis played a very respectful. You could tell they were they were preparing. For their next game, I mean, and they still had starters in in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't to run. You could tell what they were doing, and I, I thought that was well. And, and I heard Brent on the coaches' show talking about the game, and, and you know, he he talked about come six o'clock, we're going to be locked in, you know, and you know, it, you can. Brent is a guy that he's not going to overlook anybody, and he's going to get his guys focused. They've been ready for this ever since, you know, that that buzzer went off. I remember uh, the championship game. Uh, we we're waiting for Lagodi. Mike and I got there early last year talking to Brent about the game the night before, and, you know, Jalen had that last drive and just just didn't go down for him, we, and Barry survives. And he was already pointing to, you know, this this time next year, and he's ready for it. So that doesn't surprise me how they came out and just locked in. They're going to play North Davies basketball. They're not going to go out there and try to press and get do something that they're not going to do. Right. Uh, you know, against, you know, in that championship game. So, well, 
and, and, and kind of piggybacking off that point going in a different direction, but uh, talking to our, our mutual friend, uh, John Mullen, John Patrick Mullen, one of the things he said is, you know, that opening night, you know, we don't get a practice at North Davies or at Lagodi. And he said, man, that first night at Lagodi, he said, we won. We felt like we were in control of the game. We didn't make any shots. And he said, you know, this is a game where we need to keep kids in third, fourth quarter and, and run offense and take shots as right. you might see them on the weekend. And, and that's Good a little point. bit of what they did. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's something to consider. And he, you know, I, 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 I forgot all about it. It's been so long yeah. ago now. But, you know, the Cougars were one for 11 in that first quarter against Ligoti to start the season. So, you know, part, part of that is, hey, we want to see the ball go in the basket. We want to feel a little better about ourselves. And then we'll, uh, you know, we'll get our guys out and we'll get ready for the weekend. Did you cover it on the coach's show? Was I'm going to just jump back. Did anything, did he, did Coach Thompson mention, did anything surprise him last night? Maybe the outcome, but. Uh, maybe the outcome, I or, think. Or on either game. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think, I, I think he thought Orleans was perfectly capable. Of course, missing Crocker was, uh, um, you know, something that maybe he, he didn't anticipate. But, you know, he, he's, the one thing that I've always appreciated about Josh is, is by the time we get there, <laughs> You know, I know Todd will love this being the science guy that he is, you know, the Venn diagram. But, you know, we've got coaches on our staff that are responsible for teams in the sectional. I was just going to bring that up, yeah. So, so you know, you've got teams responsible you know, all the way down to WC. And, and you've got, you know, your Orleans guys, your Shoals guys, your Ligoti guys, your North Davies guys. So, you know, we, we have two coaches plus the head coach who were Orleans scouts. Now, will I say – and I can't speak for Josh, but what what was most of practice up to that point in preparation for? I don't know. I would think it would be Lagodi. I can't say that for sure. But anybody that thinks, oh, you know, they've been disrespected or that, no, we we've, we've got we've got two assistant coaches yep. and right. Josh who who have said, you know, we we are prepared for every outcome. And I'll you know kind of put a bow on this. But uh, Trey Showalter was in here uh, right before the coaches show started, and Trey's dropped back down, and he's just now coaching junior high basketball. But he's been such a valuable assistant these last few years. And he said, you know, the last two years, Orleans has been my team. Oh, is that he right? He said both, both times, I, you know, I've taken this file and I've had to put it in the trash can on Friday night. Right. And he said, you know, the year that I go back and run the seventh and the eighth grade, you know, Orleans, you know, beats Ligoti. And, and he said, you know, I hope Craig Knapp, he said, I hope Craig's got, you know, I hope he made copies of all my stuff. I was going to say, uh, could we assume that Toby Madison has all yeah, leads? right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's probably a good assumption. It just assumption. got passed out. Yeah. Uh, I had a meeting yesterday afternoon with a guy. He's our, our Raymond James guy. And we were talking. He's a basketball, big basketball fan. And uh, he goes, he asked me, whatever happened to Toby Madison? Is that right? <laughs> I just smiled and said, oh. See him tonight on the barry bench. Yeah. Yep. So, How often do you see Albert Calvin and a priest at a salad bar together? <laughs> this is almost like, like the joke. beginning of a <laughs> joke. <laughs> yes. Hey, what I want to know, and I, I saw that, did Jeff Doyle duck out of Ash Wednesday Mass early? No, I, I know the answer to this. Go ahead, but I know the answer to this. I actually went twice today. So wow. I typically try to sneak away and attend mass in the morning because it seems like there's usually always something that night I've got to go do. Uh, so I went ahead and went tonight again, and I was able to make it and 
to the part where they did the ashes. Okay. And then I ducked out. So I uh, don't know how this came up at my house, but my daughter said, yeah, uh, Mr. Doyle had his ashes on today. As my family was preparing to go well, to Mass, well, well, I was preparing to go to Redbones to record a podcast. <laughs> well, we, we have to tell this story, and I'm going to let Jeff tell it. But years ago when we worked at, at, at North Davies, both of us, uh, Jeff, like I said, I'll let you tell it. But you always go in the morning, and you had the ashes on your head, on your forehead. T- tell the story. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Mr. Gerald's always uh, told me that I could go to church, you know, come in a little bit late. So yeah. St. John's usually had it at 8 o'clock, so get there about 9, 9.30. And I'm in the office and right up by the counter, and it's passing period, and Mr. Lester comes in. and he Nathan Lester, who's now one of the longtime great teacher at Bar-E, baseball program, you know, wife is an elementary assistant principal. Great family. Okay. So we start a conversation, and then he, he goes, uh, he points at my Ooh. forehead, and he goes, yeah, like that. <laughs> I said, ha-ha, real funny. And he goes, and then he goes, no, no, you got something there. Yeah, yeah, I know, whatever. <laughs> he goes, Jeff, I, I'm serious. You've got, you've got something on your forehead. I said, Nathan, it's explicative Ash Wednesday. <laughs> and so after that, I had to go back. And go to church that night and at, and repent for what I had said. Uh, yeah. I just thought the world history, U.S. history teacher yeah. would know My a little God. bit about that. Yeah. It would be a little bit more worldly than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true hey, story. Uh, speaking of being worldly, uh, come out to uh, our friend uh, Dwayne Shake, WAMW, and he heads up the Washington Community Concert Series. It's WashingtonCommunityConcerts.com. Five shows, 85 bucks. Got great bands this year. But leading off on April 2nd with the Women of Rock. They're going to cover all those bands that we talked about in the last B3 podcast. So uh, make sure you go to that. And uh, I will have to dash back from the Donald Ross course that night to make that concert as Barreve Golf makes their debut at the Donald Ross Invitational. All right, Todd, let's real quick, let's talk about your, uh, your, but um, the Washington Hatchets and Coach Gene Miller. uh, They play, they play the first game? They play the first game. Yep. They have a chance to beat Sullivan. I don't think Sullivan's as good as okay. We we saw that. We saw that at North Davies. Yep. Sullivan is, but Sullivan is probably better than Washington. Uh, Washington still has a. They don't have kids missing due to injury, but they they have a couple of kids still a little banged up from. So. Yeah. All right. I mean that's. I think that Washington has a. I would say Washington has a better chance of beating Sullivan. Than Orleans has of beating Barley. Oh, now there's a take. That's Nico. a hot take. Wow, well, that, that is, is a hot that's take. That's a hot take. That's a hot, hot so, and I, take. My natural inclination on everything is to assassinate Todd Lancaster as fast as I can. But now that I've thought about it, I, do, I don't. I'm not going to say that I agree, but I'm not going to say I disagree either. That's not. That, that's an interesting thought. I need more time to ponder it. Can we go to baseball for a minute? Well, uh, real quick, if you Washi- get hockey or baseball, if, if Washington wins the sectional. Well, let's just hope that we can get Gene Miller if, on the if show Washington next beat week. Sullivan, Washington wins the section. Don't yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. If they win I mean, that game, they've, and and then we will make a we will put the entire B three podcast staff on getting Coach Miller on the show. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I, I you know I'll be on the scene. Are we going to go Todd's hockey minute or Todd's baseball? We're talking baseball right now. Time to play the game. That's nice. 
I did not hear who's wrestler. What what WWE wrestler? Who whose music is that? Type? I don't know. I know Chief Indian J Strongbow. No, no, wrong. Okay, incorrect. And, okay, and I know Ric Flair. Those are the okay. only two okay. I know. Okay. Ric Flair turned seventy-five last week. Happy yeah. birthday to the yeah. nation. And, and he got divorced again. And it's stunning. He's dating a twenty-eight-year-old. Oh, stunning. Yeah, even better. Diva. Okay. okay. But I know Nate is a big listener, so happy birthday. I did not hear. Has anybody heard what tonight was said? Did they meet again to this evening? The last, I, I don't know. The last I heard was they, they canceled those games. And I'm, done, I'm done paying attention to Major League Baseball. Oh, oh, no, I don't disagree with that. Okay, because the most hard, hard to consume product in sports. I'm going to use a word you love, which is deplorable. The owners are deplorable. Now, why, why do you say that about me? I'm just, I'm just okay. All right, okay, why can't you love a word? I'm, I'm, I love that's that as good word, a word as anyone. That's, that's me, Todd. The owners are deplorable. Okay. I thought that the players, who are millionaires, and so be it, made some good faith offers yesterday. We've had two COVID-shortened, barely fans in the stands. They've done everything they could do in the last 24 hours to alienate baseball people. Yeah. Let's see if you read Rob Manfred's statement. Oh, my God. That I, made it sound like they've, they've been over backwards. Uh, it, who's who's losing money in baseball? Right? Uh, and that's me that, when I go to Wrigley. Well, yeah, but that's where I think you're one. You know, an individual strength is just having an ability to read the room. We've talked about this yep. before, yep. and this is where I think you're you're billionaires. And I and I've I've hey, the Ricketts family brought the Cubs. They didn't bring the Cubs. You know, Theo and Jed brought the Cubs a World Series championship. Sure. sure. But they're the worst political animals ever. You have brother and sister, one who was a super PAC bundler for Obama, and yep. Hillary Clinton, one who was a super PAC bundler for Trump. And I know, Todd Lancaster, you don't want to talk about the deep state, but, man, that screams, hey, there's something going on a level above us that we and don't we understand. Don't, we don't know. And, and uh, read the room. Yeah. We, we're coming out of a pandemic where everybody's lives have been impacted in one way or another. And I think we've learned time and again over the last several months what a great release sports is for people. And they've literally, they've taken an open field. I've got the football. I'm going for a touchdown. And they fumbled in the red zone with nobody around. They fumbled three times in no, the red zone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a com it's, it's a comedy of errors. Well, I've, I've given my Major League Baseball rant and tried to watch the Chicago Cubs many times on this podcast, so I'm not going to bore. But it just goes down. That's just a, a prime example. You can watch football at a decent price, no problem. You, pay, you can watch every NBA game. I can't watch my favorite team, and yeah. I'm six hours away. Yeah. I'm in the local market, and I don't have a local channel. Makes yeah. no yeah, blackout rules. Sits. You've got yeah, it's just a mess. Uh, you know the black idiots. Hawks, and I'm, I'm jumping oh, now, into hockey for a second. Now, do I no, you no, only get one, Bill Todd. Wirtz, Bill Wirtz, Bill Wirtz, Bill Wirtz, the Blackhawks for years and years. Todd's hockey minute would not allow would not allow the Blackhawks to be shown on local Chicago TV. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it hurt him. Yeah, it hurt him from it. You know what I mean, because they didn't have TV contract money locally. Right. Baseball, or because hockey sucks and nobody watches it. I, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I'm making a point. Shut the fuck up. Finally, Todd tells him to shut up. Okay, nevertheless, 
the whole, that is exactly where we are with baseball at this moment. They, right. they say, I can't make any money in April. I can't make money in April. So I don't care if I miss April baseball. Well, guess what? There's a whole lot of people okay, who do want April baseball, yeah. whether they're consuming it on TV or the radio or, or kids who are laying in bed at night. There aren't many of those anymore listening to the radio. No. no. But nevertheless... You know, you've got ownership making decisions that affect people's lives that they don't that they, they don't even realize. They don't yeah. even care. Right. No, and that's so. and that's that's the problem. I don't think they give a shit. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think they do. And I think that it's a bottom line sport now and they're gonna bottom line fan. Look, kids don't kids look at their phones. They they look at their phones for I don't know Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever the hell it is that the, these kids. That was today two years ago. My s- my son is a is a a big sports fan. I don't know he's. I don't know he's ever watched or at least not in the last couple of years watched a nine inning baseball game. Let from, alone kept like I did book? nearly every day keeping book. Yeah, exactly. I just I you know, I am so frustrated with with what they're doing, and I'm not gonna make some. St- Crazy state. I'll never watch baseball again. Right. No, I probably people have I will. been saying that, and they mm-hmm. still continue They've to. Been saying that since the, the yeah. strike, since the World Series was right. canceled. What, you know, whatever. But I've never it's seen. Fun. I've never seen a group of people, uh, oligarchs, is what those owners are. Yeah. Well, and they say that it's maybe four or five owners that truly are invested are, right. in, in, in that are truly invested in winning. That right. you know, your Giants, your Dodgers, your your Yankees, where the other ones are like. They don't care. They, no. They're 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 running, and it is a business. But like they have no, they don't care if they don't if they're not successful. Yeah, they competitive for well, a minute. Yep. It's corporate welfare, and we've seen it in the United States from Fortune 500 companies getting bailed out by the government, all the way to if you if you really look into this revenue sharing, I mean it's it's crazy. And yeah. and uh, yeah, I I agree. Well, let's move on to. I got a couple more things I want to talk to Jeff about Bruce Pearl. Um, I want. <laughs> I love you too, uh, and so do the listeners. Um, b- uh, announcement: We're going to have. We are going to start having daily B threes. It's going to be a little check in. Some days it might be fifteen minutes. Some days we may have a guest next week on the show. Uh, Sandra Walker from the IHSA is going to come on and talk about the officiating one hundred and one curriculum. Uh, it might be me. Who knows? It might be one of these two guys. They've got open reign to do a show anytime they want. Um, we're going to discuss that. And so daily B threes. It's going to be probably a little more regional. Uh, we're going to reach out to different parts of the states and who knows where else. And then the Thursday show will, as long as we continue to do these, um, will be more local with uh, uh, for Southwest Indiana. So we're excited about that, and, and we haven't even really kicked it around that much. But uh, see you, Coach. But we've got, uh, like I say, Deco's got free reign. Hell, we might all do the, a show on the same day. You never know. And, and uh who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to have daily B3s coming up and then the big show right here. And then we are going to have a production meeting because we talked about maybe just doing this during basketball season, but the, the three of us will decide what we want to do on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been good. And, you know, seeing the downloads from last <laughs> week, what a, what, a, what a great – oh, wait, did I, did, I just, did I just try to kill the king here? Did I just try to kill the king with – you know what we did last week with uh, that was good with Toby and John and and uh, our friend Mike Wagner. 
you know. It was. It was. And a really I'll good have show. to say, I went up to the girls' state finals, so that was my listening from uh, yeah. on Saturday morning, and that podcast was really good. It was a good I mean, show. it was and a lot of good takes from all of them, and coming from different perspectives, and you didn't get the homerism from anybody. They kind of called it. As it, it was. And that's and, what I've noticed anytime we've had those guys. Everybody, you know, well, sometimes the fans think everybody hates each other, and you've said it before on well, the show. But it, it just dudes being dudes a little bit, you know. And, and I think everybody at that table knew exactly where everybody stood. And, you know, John wants North Davies to win, and Mike Wagner wanted Lagodi to win, and I want the Vikings to win. But you know what? That's We've been friends way longer than we haven't been. And, and uh, you know, you got to – you got to think about that every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. So what's IU score fifty two forty seven? This is this is a must win. Yeah, it's a must right? win. Right? I mean, yeah, I there's no doubt about it. Yeah, because I mean, Purdue is the hard luck uh, sister of the Big Ten right uh, now. I, but look, they're a very good team. They can't. They got to quit throwing the ball at Edie's seven foot nine feet. Start right. with that. Uh, for the first time ever, Jaden Ivey was. Uh, unsure of himself you know I mean yeah. generally he gets the ball in his hand somewhere around the baseline and he says oh I'm 94 feet from my bucket and and off he goes yeah and Trevion hasn't played that well and the fact is three of those losses they have have been on three points you guys on one name basis does he call you Todd yes he does okay just making sure Okay. Do you, do you, you in touch with Bruce Pearl at all you, you I'm not um, I actually Todd says are you in touch with Bruce 2000, 2014, they honored our USI runner-up team. Um, and at that time, Coach Pearl was out of coaching. He just, uh, I think, been asked to leave Tennessee. Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> it, yeah. I yeah. think it was under duress. <laughs> and uh, so that Friday night, we had a Saturday. Uh, they were going to honor us on a Saturday. But that Friday night, a lot of us players got together. Coach Hurtis came over, and he actually co- called uh, Coach Pearl and passed the phone around, and you know we got to catch up a little bit. And yeah. so he was at that time he was still in Nashville or in Knoxville, and he was telling us all, "Yeah, you got, I'm going to get you guys come down. We're going to have a golf trip this summer." And I was like, "Man, this is going to be so cool. Go down to yeah. Knoxville, and you know it's." I know well, where we're headed. <laughs> two weeks later, he gets he gets named the Auburn coach. Oh, I got so, you. Okay. so I'm like, "Oh man!" But. Uh, so you root for him. You're in good terms. With you. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, I just don't bother Coach Pearl. Yeah. You know, occasionally I may tweet something at him. Right. Uh, the first couple times he act like he knew who I was. The last couple times I haven't really gotten a response, so I've kind of stayed. <laughs> I've kind of laid low. But yeah. uh, I've got a couple of my buddies that played with me. They, they still stay in contact with Coach Pearl. But I know, like, if I ever needed something, yeah, uh, he he'd be right there. And I was talking to John Bertram. He's assistant principal at Castle. And he was, on, he was up there at the state finals rooting on Castle. But he said he's been out to practice. And he said he, he talks to Coach about nearly every day. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know what uh, what your relationship was with him. And, and uh, so anything else, Todd? What else we got? I mean, I guess it's prediction time, right? I mean, I've already said what I think is going to happen with, with Bar-Eve. Uh, Orleans and I think I was pretty yeah pretty I think I think we're kind of on the same uh, squad um, I don't think these guys are going to go out on a limb quite as hard as we have but. yeah you guys are I mean you're tap dancing on the limb yeah oh well, yeah we're out there I, I and I really do think that but we'll see look it's going to be bar close even. it's going to be bar even North Davies in the final and that's going to be a bucket I, if like I said if you want to give North Davies a little edge just because of the way the finals the final rankings came out or anything like that that's fine right you know, that's fine. And the truth is they're a three-loss team. Yeah. Marie's a seven-loss team. 
um, you know, they probably have a statistical edge. They probably have, but, you know, Barty's the only team to beat Orleans, North Davies, Lagodi, WC, leaving out, and Shoals. So although they did have one loss to Lagodi, you know, during during the tournament, the uh, yeah. the North Davies tournament. Orleans, over, in your prediction, under 10? Yeah, I'll say okay. it. I'll, I'll, you know, that's a good uh, Las Vegas line. I, I think uh, under 10 would be great. I say 12. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think the Vikings will win. I think it will be a battle. I think we'll stretch it at the end. And I think Orleans has a really big future. Oh, I think there's going to be a moment in that game when Barry fans go, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Well, maybe, the, yeah maybe they close to three or four points yeah. or something like Wouldn't that. Wouldn't you love to hear Coach Bradley in practice right now, what he's scheming and what he's talking about? That would be walking up on us in a, in a bar would not be near as good as listening to that. Yeah, he's going to put, a, put together a game-winning uh, game plan and, you know, you know, can they come out and shoot shoot as well as they did? But, you know, last night, I don't know how many threes they hit. They, it wasn't like they were hitting threes left and right. So, I mean, it was more the – it was Well, the Hulk, it reminded me of hey, mid- that, hey, those Hagen shots, yep. those ones that people say, why would you do that? Well, you make a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, as far as Friday night, Barry, I thought, you know, up until about the last five games, I thought we would have to play nearly perfect to win this sectional. The way we finished the last three or four games, I thought we were playing really well, and I, right. I think it's going to take a, a really good effort by somebody. Not saying that we would be the favorite or anything like that, but I think it's it's not a perfect game that we have to play. So if we come out and play the way we have the last uh, two weeks, I, I believe we'll be in the final game uh, against North Davies, and then you know that gives your, yourself a chance. Are we in agreement that's an under-five game? I, I I don't think so. I think Barty beats him by yeah. by by double digits, but not crazy. Are you talking Orleans or North Davies, Todd? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we moved. Yeah, okay, on to the final. Yeah, that under five. You think? Yeah, I think it's a three and under. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we called a good one. Your voice gonna be okay? I'm not gonna have to jump into the fire again. And, Listen, and I'm not I'm not saying that. I faked that, but I'm not saying that I didn't. So, <laughs> you you get your butt to the on deck circle. Doyle's always ready. He's like a boy scout, and you get ready to go. Well, it's, and it's not like we're superstitious or anything. So right. you know you yeah. you know if we get there, you may I just, be, just be, yeah, be ready. Yep, may be ready. may keep yourself loose. If, it, if it's a bad. if it's a Lagodi Orleans situation, we're down twelve nothing. You're gonna. You're going to call in the big right-hander? My butt will be in the parking lot. <laughs> and, and, and if that that game happens, I'll go back to, I think, what Mike said last week is, I just hope nothing controversial happens. You're right. I, yep. I just hope it's a great game where fans can talk about it and then talk about, oh, man, this play, that would have gone this way, and, and kind of what ifs there, but nothing outside of that, nothing from the fans, nothing from yep. – it just yep. needs to be the players well, on the court. I agree. It, so walk off, shake hands, or don't shake. Yeah, or don't. Hey, handshake line overrated. We've heard that before. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the B3 podcast. Mr. Doyle, you want to give an update on the big senior faculty game tomorrow night? Uh, this do you have a the- revelation? I do. Um, I've rolled myself out. Oh, no. No. Yes, no. Uh, and my whole my whole thing was I wanted to get to age fifty and playing this game, and I cannot play. The calf strain is just not going away. So uh, 
Yeah, right, I'm so, but I will, but but I will be on the sidelines. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, I, I'm one to know as a varsity coach. I'm just throwing that out there. So, Deco? Jeff Doyle is the most fit person in Davies County. This you is think this be is a you think Willis this is a Willis Reed, Reed deal? You're going to see Jeff Doyle coming down the stairs at the like I said in the last second. That's what we're going to see. I like it. I like it, Deco. What's your thoughts? This is he. Is he? Uh, is he working us here? He's or? the ultimate sandbagger. He is the Triple H of Barry High School. You, you think he'll be back with a sledgehammer tomorrow night, and he will be pounding people. We're, we're going on. We're going top rope yeah. with a sledgehammer. Absolutely. All right. We'll see. I know he's usually my boy, but I'm gonna call him Deco's boy in this situation. Sam's ready. He's got the squad ready yeah, to go. You, you just all I have to say is uh, the the juniors have the SAT tomorrow, but you, you check into the Bari media page on Facebook with our 3000 followers about eight 30 or nine o'clock. And you know, I have seen at, a preview w- 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 like the Roman emperor. Are you not entertained? <laughs> and that's all I've got to say about the, that. Have the students ever beat the faculty? No. No, not close. Yeah, I know it was that way in Washington. Yeah. I they, set they, the no. line. Good I, God, Todd. The Bari faculty would 20-piece the Washington faculty and, and not even think twice let about me, it. Let me, let me just tell you things that I could give a fuck less about, <laughs> about the two faculties <laughs> playing each other. You, okay. Time I out. Why, why, why are you angry guy here? You've given me the business for years I'm about the Washington you, faculty. And, ah, I'm not giving anybody any business about anything except for the business here at Red Bones whose chicken wings I approve of. I approve of that message. But we do have one big thing. The IOC is going to be ruling on if Toby Madison can play in this game tomorrow. Well, so that, that I've only heard one ruling, and that came from my son, and he said, I want to see a pay stub. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We've doctored a lot bigger things than that. <laughs> Speaking of things we need to edit out of the podcast. Yeah, there you so go. So tomorrow night, uh, Mike, that yep. might be the prediction. If the big fellas tell yep. us the truth. Yep, nope. Catch it on the Bari Media Facebook page. We'll have all the action. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's always a good uh, sectional preview. I set the line at seven, but I don't know if that's going to move now. If if uh, if that's the truth, but anyway, on behalf seven of seven or twenty-seven, I said seven because I, I listen. I'm believing my son. <coughs> over, and, over, <laughs> over. Sam said if he hits his first couple shots, everybody's in trouble. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> All right, for Todd Lancaster, read his wise words every nearly every day. There's a Friday preview that I'll be putting out at eight tomorrow. Mm. Okay. Read his wise words. Washington Times Herald, of course, the voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy, is the best in the business. Jeff Doyle, thank you for sitting in. You're, you've got an open seat here anytime you want to come in. And uh, he listened to him on doing color in these two sectional games coming up. I am Brian Emmons, and we appreciate you listening. Hit the subscribe button. If you know some idiot that doesn't know what a podcast is, teach him how to download it. Let all our sponsors know that you listen to the B3 Podcast. Goodbye, Brino's mom. Tommy Lincells. Confused. Misunderstood. But ultimately, 110% guilty.